Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. To start off the show here today, for those listeners who checked in yesterday, then you know I got a lot of updates to provide out of the 2021 World Championships. I said that I was going to wait until today's episode to get all of those out because uh, at the time of the recording yesterday, there were still a couple of games needing to be played. Lucas Reichel in Germany, uh, Nikita Zadorov and Team Russia still had to get their game in as well. So I kind of put all of that off until today's show, but that gives us lots to break down from the last 24 hours. But the biggest news that we have from the tournament is that now the quarterfinals have officially been set. The top eight teams from the preliminary rounds will be moving on to the playoffs and all nine Blackhawks players taking part in the tournament will be getting a chance to play in the quarterfinals. The eight teams that were eliminated were Sweden, Denmark, Great Britain, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Latvia, Norway, and Italy. No Blackhawks players on any of those eight teams, so kind of a lucky break there, but certainly exciting that we're going to see all of these guys, you know, get a little bit more action, at least, in the quarterfinals, and with all eight being still around, uh, all nine, actually, with Drew Comesso being there, um, we'll probably continue to see them at least a couple of prospects throughout the remainder of the tournament as well. Out of the eight teams that qualified for the quarterfinals, Finland and Slovakia are the only two without any Blackhawks players on their roster. Team USA wound up taking the top overall seed with 18 points. They'll be taking on Slovakia tomorrow in their quarterfinal matchup. And as I just said, Hawks goaltender Drew Comesso was a late addition to that team. He's yet to see any ice time for the United States in the tournament, um, but... Maybe we'll see him get in there during uh, one of these playoff games. I know it's not all that likely with a couple of NHL caliber goaltenders on the roster as well. So even if he doesn't, you know, it's still a great experience for him just being there nonetheless. And um, it's important because if you all remember, Camesso wasn't able to suit up for the United States at the World Juniors because he kind of had that chance stripped away from him last minute. It was like the second or third last day before the tournament kicked off and uh, 
Boston University said that they weren't going to allow him to go and take part of that tournament. So kind of a tough break there for Comesso, but everything comes full circle. And here he is being a late addition to the United States. So just glad that Comesso even got a chance to come on and uh, join the team for a couple of weeks throughout the tournament. Then, Nikita Zadorov, Max Shalunov, and Team Russia, they landed the top overall seed in Group A, a really strong tournament out of Nikita Zadorov. Three assists in his seven games played. He actually got off uh, to a heater a little bit. He had two assists in his first two games, uh, added one more in the final five contests for Team Russia, and he was also a plus 11 in those seven games played, while mostly playing on the team's top defensive pairing, averaging like 21, 22, or 23 minutes per game. So, really strong preliminary round of the World Championships for Nikita Zadorov. And also, I wanted to be sure to mention that in Russia's 6 to nothing win over Belarus yesterday to close out the preliminary stages, Max Shalunov returned to the lineup after he was held out in the previous game as a healthy scratch, and for good reason. Shalunov had no points in his first five games of the tournament, not living up to the expectations of being Russia's top-line center. But in yesterday's win over Belarus, Shalunov redirected Zadorov. Of course, it was Zadorov. Uh, two Blackhawks guys putting it together there. Shalunov redirected Zadorov's shot from the point into the back of the net. That gave him his first goal and point of the World Championships. Hopefully, that will be um, just what the doctor ordered for Shalunov because if he gets it going offensively, Russia is look out for Russia. That that would make them a very scary team throughout the remainder of this tournament, especially with the addition of a top-end guy like Vladimir Tarasenko after the St. Louis Blues got swept by the Colorado Avalanche in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Had to be sure to sneak that in there real quick. Um, but in the first round of the quarterfinals, Shalanov, Zadorov, and Team Russia will be taking on the eighth-seeded Team Canada tomorrow afternoon. The last team, Team Canada, was uh, the last team to qualify for the quarterfinals after only coming out with just 10 points in the preliminary stage. And of course, Team Canada has three Blackhawks players on their roster. Brandon Hagel, Brandon Peary, and Nicholas Bodan. And... Not a whole lot of production from these guys during the first seven games for Team Canada. Hagel finished without any points at all, and he was a minus three. Brandon Peary did score two goals, including one yesterday in Canada's 3-2 shootout loss to Finland, but those were his only two points in his seven games played, and he also finished with six penalty minutes, so kind of a hard time for Peary to stay out of the penalty box so far. And then... Nicholas Bodan, the only point he recorded in his seven games was that nice assist that he had. I believe that was in either game two or game three for Team Canada. That set up Maxime Comtois for a nice goal in front. But aside from that, really didn't hear much of Bodan's name throughout this tournament. Um, and just like Hagel, Bodan finished as a minus three in his seven games played. So. Not all that good here from the Blackhawks guys, but to be fair, Canada as a whole really never looked that good in the preliminary round, and I do not expect them tomorrow to get past a much deeper Team Russia in their opening playoff game of the World Championships. Alright, there are my thoughts on the first two games of the quarterfinals tomorrow. Coming up in just a moment, I'll also discuss Philip Kurashev, Dominic Kubalik, and Lucas Reichel also advancing to the next round. 
But first, I need to talk quickly about Locker Room, which is the live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Locker Room, you can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. I personally will be doing some episodes later on in the week, late at night. And you can also react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades with other people. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store, or you can get it now on Android. And then you just quickly create a profile and link your Twitter to join a group, and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Locker Room for free to be a part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, which is absolutely incredible. And they also have carrot cake and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about Team Russia, Team USA, and Team Canada all advancing to the quarterfinals at the 2021 World Championships. Well, so did Philip Kurshev, Dominic Kubalik, Lucas Reichel, and their respected countries. I talked already about how Zadorov and Shalunov will face off against Piri, Hegel, and Bodan tomorrow in the first round. And we'll also see Kurashev and Team Switzerland take on Reichel and Team Germany tomorrow in the quarterfinals as well. That should be a really good matchup. Switzerland finished as the third highest point totals in the preliminary stages with 15, while Germany came in third in Group B with 12 points. But they were actually in first place for a while before... uh, kind of slipping in their final few contests. But for Kurashev, uh, he picked up a nice primary assist yesterday in Switzerland's 6-3 win over Great Britain. That gave him four points in his seven games played, one goal and three assists for Kurashev. Pretty strong showing for him in the preliminaries, especially because he's not playing with a whole lot of uh, NHL-caliber talent over there for Switzerland. And then for Reichel, of course, he dealt with... Uh, a little bit of a head injury after taking a nasty hit in a game against Kazakhstan last week. 
But Reichel did return to the lineup for Germany in their final game of the preliminaries, and he forced a turnover that led to what wound up being the game-winning goal for the Germans. That gave Reichel his sixth point in as many games in the tournament, two goals and four assists. He also finished with a plus-six, plus-minus rating. So, seems that he's back to being fully healthy, and that should make for a really fun and exciting matchup in the quarterfinals against Philip Kurashev and Team Switzerland. Then, the last meeting of the quarterfinals will be between Dominic Kubelik and the Czech Republic squaring off against Team Finland, who tied Team Russia for the second most points in the preliminary round with 17. This is going to be a tough test for the Czech Republic, um, but for Kubelik, he's been nothing short of fantastic so far in the World Championships. Six games played, for some reason, uh... I don't believe he got in there in the Czech Republic's final game of the uh, opening round, but in his six games played, he finished with three goals, three assists, and a plus four, plus minus rating. So creating a lot for this offense so far. We've seen him uh, play a lot with Jakob Vrana of the Detroit Red Wings. Quick shout out to my boy, my boys, I should say, Nolan Bianchi and Ethan Smith from Lockdown Red Wings. Look at our two boys getting along oh so well for their native country. So, should be another great matchup in the quarterfinals tomorrow when Kubelik and the Czech Republic square off against Team Finland. Now, for my predictions for the playoff stages of the World Championships. So, the first game tomorrow is between Kurashev and Switzerland against Lukas Reichel and Team Germany. This is a tough one. Two good teams that, that played well in their opening round. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to go with Team Germany. I just think that they've been, even though they kind of fell and slipped at the end of the opening round, I, I like them to get the upset. I really do. I thought Germany got off to a hot start. Uh, they kind of have cooled, but they've been getting some some good play from their team so far. And both neither of these teams really have that many NHL players, you know, so... Um, I'm definitely excited to see that be the opening game, and I'm going to go with Reichel and Switzerland getting the job done to advance to the next round. The second game after that will be the United States and Slovakia. USA, the top top seed here, I'm going to go with them uh, powering over Slovakia, even though they did have um, a, a pretty good preliminary round. I just think the USA is uh, the deeper team and will be able to get the job done there. That sets up a final four between USA and Germany. On the other side, Russia and Canada square off. I just think now that Russia has Tarasenko, they just got the better they got the better team than Canada does. This isn't your your pops team Canada. So I think Russia uh, wins that one by a pretty handed margin tomorrow. And then the last game will be Finland and the Czech Republic. Man. I want to go with Dominic Kubelik, but Finland's been really good as well. I think they just find a way to get the job done. And they always seem to show up and play well as a team in these uh, random international tournaments, even though, you know, they're not exactly the deepest team. Uh, would have loved to see Kevin Lankin and run it back for Finland this year, but it is what it is. So my final four, I'm going to go with Finland and Russia, and then the United States and Germany. And I'm going to stick with the top guns. I'm going to go with Russia and USA in the final. That would give. Uh, that would make three Blackhawks players 
there. Shalonov and Zadorov for Russia. Kameso for Team USA. Don't expect him uh, to suit up for the gold medal game. But if that does wind up being the final, I'm definitely excited to see what's going to come from uh, Zadorov, who's been playing such a key role for Team Russia, as I said, on their top defensive pairing, playing a lot of minutes. And also for Max Shalonov, because this could be his last little opportunity to show what he's got before uh, the 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 decision has to be made. We should get a Max Shalonov, uh, LeBron James style of whether he's going to decide to go over the United States or uh, it, whether he, is he going to take it, take his talents, take his uh, take his talents to Chicago. I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. Um, it's going to be interesting because the Blackhawks just do not have a lot of room in their forward department, and for Shalonov, a guy that hasn't came over to North America so far, I really feel like the only way he'd come over and play for the Blackhawks next season or going forward is if he's offered, you know, kind of a guaranteed top nine role. He's going to be getting consistent ice time. If he's not going to get that, then there's no real need for him to to leave his home country of Russia. He makes good money over there. He's playing at a high level. Clearly, he can perform well at that level. So um, there's a lot of key factors that are going to uh, really decide what the Blackhawks are going to do here with Shalonov, and there's going to be some things that Shalonov is going to have to decide upon as well, so uh, going to be interesting, we're going to see what happens here in the quarterfinals, but I'm definitely excited to see all nine Blackhawks prospects make it to the next round, which kicks off tomorrow afternoon. All right, there are all the Blackhawks updates out of the 2021 World Championships. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for forward Brandon Hagel's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting started. UFC is in full swing all year round. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. 
To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL to start growing your savings. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I just finished up sharing all of the latest Blackhawks news out of the World Championships. Now, to wrap things up on the pod here today, it's time for 22-year-old forward Brandon Hagel's 2021 season recap. So, in the final game of the 2020 regular season before the COVID, uh, the COVID shutdown hit North America, we saw Hagel make his NHL debut against the San Jose Sharks, and that kind of put his foot in the door for possibly being a player that could make a full-time jump into the Blackhawks lineup for 2021. And following just a tremendous offseason where his hard work and tenacity just became more and more apparent, that's exactly what happened with Hagel this season. Out of the 56 games that the Blackhawks played this year, Hagel was in the lineup for 52 of them. And I don't think anyone expected him to have the impact and the effect that he did on this team on a nightly basis. We'll start here by looking at his points, um, but I'll just say that this was a guy who did so much more than what the numbers show on the stat sheet. But even for a first-year player at the NHL level... Pretty impressive stuff here from Hagel. He finished with 9 goals and 15 assists for 24 points during his 52 games played. Both his goals and point totals were the second most among Blackhawks rookies behind only Pia Suter. He actually did lead that group in assists. And what was impressive to me about all of this is that Hagel really never had a consistent spot in the lineup. He was sort of just jumping all around from being on the top line with Patrick Kane from time to time, and we also saw him get some shifts on the fourth line with uh, Ryan Carpenter and David Camp there as well. So even though he never had consistent line mates, that never really stopped Hagel from both producing offensively and making an impact on the game. And really, only nine goals. I mean, this is a guy who had to have, like, this might even be generous, like five or six breakaway chances where... He just couldn't find the back of the net. I feel like he easily could have finished with, you know, like 14 or 15 goals. It also took him forever to break through for his first NHL tally. I believe that ultimately came against the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus. If my memory serves correct. I don't know. Whatever it was, um, it just seemed like Hagel was about as snake bit as they come. It gave me shades of Brandon Saad during his last couple years here in Chicago. Uh, but once Hagel was finally able to break, break through, it seemed like he only got more and more confident and just really understood that he could get the job done in several different ways at the NHL level. Looking at a couple of the other numbers that stood out to me for Hagel this season, for how tenacious and fiery as he was, he only had 11 penalty minutes this season, which I thought was really impressive from a rookie that's, you know, not all familiar with uh, the speed and the size and everything of being in the NHL. I felt like he adapted very quickly and uh, never was the culprit of taking bad penalties for the Blackhawks this season. 
Also, he finished with a 9.9 .9 shooting percentage, which is pretty good. You know, anything around double digits, you'll certainly take. It's not Alex Dabrinka where he's shooting, you know, we expect him to shoot 15, 16, 17% or better. Um, but also, uh, I feel like that could easily get up closer to 12% or so because he, ha as I said, he had so many opportunities that just somehow didn't find the back of the net this year. So uh, I definitely think that's an area that Hagel's also going to approve upon in the future. And another area that's in a similar boat is his time on ice. Hagel averaged 13 minutes and 59 seconds per game this season, which among Blackhawks rookies was second behind only Pia Suter, who spent most of the year playing on the top line with Patrick Kane, so you kind of expected that to happen. 14 games per game for Hagel, that's a decent amount for a rookie forward, and the key here for me, why I say I think it's going to only go up, is because I believe the trust level is 100% there from the coaching staff already. I expect that number to get closer to 15 or 16 probably in his second year in the NHL, but a good start there for Hagel clearly was trusted enough to play a consistent kind of middle six forward role usually for the Blackhawks. And the other area that really stood out to me was Hagel finishing with 31 takeaways to just 11 giveaways. Only 11 giveaways for this guy as a rookie compared to 31 takeaways. Hagel was just a force on the back check this season, constantly hounding puck carriers. And I feel like a lot of the assists that he picked up came off of him, you know, forcing a turnover in either the offensive zone or the neutral zone. That was the really big thing that stood out to me about his game. Hagel has that ability to make a play go from defense to offense just like that because of his ability to force turnovers on the forecheck. And that's something that the Blackhawks really need more of going forward because they just don't have a lot of rugged forwards that can also turn it around and go make a nice play on the offensive end as well. It's like, yeah, we have David Camp and Ryan Carpenter. Those guys are good on the back check. That's why they play on the penalty kill. They're good defensive-minded forwards, but they don't really hold... The offensive side of things as well, where when they do force a turnover, it's like, oh, we got a good scoring chance here. It's like, oh boy, here comes David Kampf on a breakaway. Let's see if he even hits the net. Um, but for, so for Hagel, it's good that he has that tenacity to him on the forecheck, but he also can turn it around in a hurry. And as I said, go and make a nice play on the offensive side of things as well. Honestly, for me, that might have been the most impressive thing about Hagel this season, how he was able to... Um, just pick people's pockets so often and then go and turn it around and create a scoring chance for the Blackhawks on the other end. It, it was uh, really impressive, and we hadn't seen a lot of that from uh, a, a youngster since maybe, I, I talked about him earlier, but maybe Brandon Sad. He was kind of that uh, young and sturdy two-way player right from the get-go. Really impressive stuff from Brandon Hagel this year. So, taking everything into consideration, the fact that he was a rookie and already had that much of an impact on the team on a nightly basis. I mean, I'm going to give Brandon Hagel an A- minus for his performance in 2021. The fans gave him an A. I'm going to give him an A- minus because the only thing really holding me back from giving him a flat-out A is that he didn't finish with the goal total that he should have. He had so many chances this season, and he only finished with nine goals. I'm not saying that's bad by any means, 
I just felt he could have done a little bit better in the scoring department. But aside from that, I mean, no complaints at all about our everything Behagel. And coming into the year, I was I was a little hesitant. Like, coming into the year, when I was reading, I think it was, it might have been Charlie Romeliotis. It was either he or Scott King when he was still working for NBC Sports. I read one of their Blackhawks prospect rankings and it had Brandon Hagel at, at maybe like six or seven or something along those lines. And when I did my rank prospect rankings coming into the season, I had Brandon Hagel as an honorable mention. And that's because I was personally just a little hesitant about how high his ceiling could be because I just didn't quite see the offensive potential. I knew about his play away from the puck. I knew defensively, uh, this was a guy that could get the job done in that department. He was actually someone who really stood out to me in that area when I went and saw the Blackhawks prospects development camp a few summers back, but I just wasn't sure if he had the offensive skill set to get it done in the NHL. But glad I was wrong about that because it appears that Hagel has cemented himself as part of the forward group throughout the rebuild after having nothing short of a tremendous rookie campaign for the Blackhawks in 2021. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, June 2nd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can even call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Please, hockey guys, give us a good pick in the lottery.